0: Group experience is a new and refreshing way for you, your friends, or your family to travel. Check the show notes to learn more. Hello and welcome to DBE. I'm your host, Stevie G, and you are listening to the podcast designed for students of travel. Whether you're listening on a streaming site like Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or you're catching the show at the official home of the DBE podcast, groupexperience.com, I really appreciate you joining me for this episode. Make sure to visit Destinations Beyond Expectations at dbetravel.com to find some fun blogs, a link to join the DBE Patreon community, and so much more. Remember, you can find Destinations Beyond Expectations on Facebook and Instagram. And please, if you know somebody who loves the world of travel, tell them about the DBE podcast. For today's show, we're throwing it back to an episode I recorded almost a year ago with my friend Anne LaRue. Anne is a travel enthusiast, and she loves to give travel advice. You should make sure to give her a follow on Instagram at travel underscore anywhere. Getting ready for a trip isn't always the easiest thing, but today, Anne is going to share some tips that will help you research your destination, budget for your trip, find your airfare, and pack efficiently. Are you ready for Trip Prepping 101? Here's my chat with Anne LaRue. Anne, welcome to Destinations Beyond Expectations. Thank you so much for hanging out and talking about travel.
1: Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be speaking with you today.
0: Cool. So before we get into, like, really what you're on the podcast to speak about today, I want to learn a little bit more about you. You, like me, are are somebody who's really, you know, who's really interested in travel and passionate about it. So... Talk to me, how did you get into travel?
1: Definitely. Um, yeah, so this has been a whole, you know, my whole life I've definitely been um, interested in travel. Um, I was lucky to have two parents that love to travel as well. So, um, you know, I've been exploring the world ever since I was a kid. And um, I, you know, I celebrated my first birthday in Sweden, I think, which um, was definitely something I don't remember exactly, but have gone back ever since. Um, and uh, yeah, and I, You know, I've done a lot of domestic traveling um, as long or, you know, along with uh, international traveling. I think I'm at 21 countries and counting, I think. And so um, I've gotten to see a lot of Europe, a lot of um, the U.S., obviously, and a couple other places, um, you know, in between. Um, But you know, having people around me you know, growing up that love to travel as well, definitely helped spark my passion about it. Um, and I also, um, traveled a lot during college. I was, um, on a sports team. And so we were on, on the road or, um, on a plane almost every single week for, you know, four or five months straight during the year. So um, even though that was for work, I still got to see a lot of the United States and um, we even got to go play in Italy one of the years. So definitely really cool experiences there. And, you know, ever since then, as an adult, I'm even able to, you know, save my money from my my day job and then go travel on the weekends or um, during the summer, whenever it might be.
0: Awesome. Now, with covid, uh, uh, of course, right now, travel is a little bit more difficult to do. Is there anything you're doing right now to kind of uh you know get your travel so to speak is there are you re- listening to podcasts maybe reading blogs
1: Definitely. Um so I I do follow a lot of um, you know, uh, travel bloggers, um, mainly on Instagram. Um, I also, you know, do a lot of research. If I come across even just a picture um or you know a headline, um, you know, even on just like a, a travel magazine or something like that, I always just go and research it. And um, you know, right now um I haven't been traveling as much lately because of COVID, um, but I'm just doing a lot of planning. I'm doing a lot of research. Um watching flights because there are lots of cheap ones out there um, and also saving um you know I, I do work in finance so saving my money right now is so important so that i can take those great trips whether it's you know later this year or 2021 um, when it's safe to do so and um, i think for me that that's gives me the comfort of knowing that i'll be prepared when the time does come
0: cool so let's get let's get into our topic this week and that is uh prepping for a trip and that's something that you're well-versed on. So I guess I'll kind of let you take it. Where do you want to start prepping for a trip?
1: So, um, so one of my favorite flight sites is called Skyscanner, scanner. Um, and I use this all the time. Um, especially if I know a weekend that I would like to be traveling, um, you know, I can put in those dates and I can actually select to go everywhere. And it just gives you the cheapest flights in the whole world pretty much. Um, so it'll kind of filter them by your date and then also by, um, destination versus, um, you know, i guess we're instead of having an original thought this kind of almost helps you be inspired by where you want to go next um so i definitely use that a lot um and you know domestically i would always say just to be flexible with your airlines i know some people like to have their specific airlines that they fly because of maybe the miles and that sort of thing which is great and i you know have my favorites too as well but i think you know if you're flexible and capable of flying on maybe not either the nicest of airlines or, you know, <laughs> are okay with the, you know, the different times of um, departure and arrival, I definitely suggest, you know, varying your different um, airlines to kind of get the best deal. Um, so I'll stop there. I don't know if there's anything else we want to expand on there before I move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I guess first, let let's. I want to mention too that, you know, the budget airlines are kind of a super millennial thing I've found, right? Because mm-hmm. you talk to maybe some, some, of the, some older people and they're very... Um, invested in their brand, whether that be American Airlines, Delta, or maybe an international flight group, they're very invested in the brand. um, Where I found that, you know, people in like millennials, they're very like, I want to go anywhere and do it for a budget. And I can take a flight that maybe has a little less uh, comfort and make it work. So Yeah, I think that's great. Um, Is there anything that sets apart uh, Skyscanner from some of the other apps that are out there?
1: Yeah, so um, I honestly am pretty, I I try to get kind of stuck on one app, I guess, if that makes sense, because then I can navigate it a little bit quicker if I am looking up things. Um, However, I mean, I use Google Flights as well. So sometimes I'll just kind of compare them on there. Um, And then I do also have just Honestly, individually uh, or individual airlines, um, I have all of their apps as well on my phone because definitely would suggest if you're flying, um, especially nowadays for more flexibility, having the app on your phone, um, to get tickets and to get updates on flight, that sort of thing. Sure. You know, a lot of people have gotten on that, um, on that trend, but for me, that, that definitely helps me search for things a little bit better, um you know, and, uh, I'm trying to think if there are any other apps. I, I think I really just mainly use the Google flights or Skyscanner. Um, and you know, if I do have a set, destination in mind. I also kind of a nerd in knowing which airlines will fly to that destination, um, which ones might, you know, even have a hub there, which will make them, um, you know, cheaper or have more frequent flight flights there and that sort of thing. So, um, you know, again, I've kind of done all my research there and, you know, I can, for the most part, know, know those in advance.
0: Perfect. So what's the next thing on the list?
1: Yep. So um, I kind of was going to go Talking to itinerary and budget planning, um, so I can talk a little bit more about that. Is that good? Let's do it. Perfect. Awesome. So, um, so kind of moving on from just sort of planning the um, the flights. Um, you know, accommodations are also um, a big deal when you're traveling because um, there's different. You know, there's you know different extremes of how you can um, you can stay, and you know, some people choose to do the hotel, um, maybe an Airbnb. Um, you know, uh, staying with family and friends or the hostel, um, you know, if you're, especially if you're backpacking, if it's across Europe and, you know, most large cities have a lot of those, um, you know, more budget friendly options for you. Um, And I've really tried them all out. Um, If I'm traveling with family, usually, you know, my parents want a little bit more comfort, traveling with friends, we definitely go for more of the budget side of things. Um, So, you know, again, it's kind of just depends on the destination, how long you're going for and your budget for sure. So, Um, you know, what I spoke about earlier about creating itinerary, I usually do get the basics done first with the flights and the accommodations. Um, you know, after that, I usually go day by day, choose the top, you know, things I would like to see again, leaving room for, um, you know, time to be spontaneous. And then, um, I kind of fill in the blanks with, you know, dinner, drink reservations, that, that sort of thing. And, um, kind of go from there as far as, creating a budget again, that's always a hard thing to do. Um, again, I, you know, working in finance, definitely saving your money early on is really great. And right now is a great time if you can, because we can't travel as much. So I've taken this time to just save a lot so that I can, you know, have a fun vacation next summer, whatever it is. So, um, I, I found an app that's called Digit. And um, it's a really cool savings app that just takes money directly from your checking account without you having to do anything. So you set your goal um, and you're, you know, maybe name it, uh, traveling to Europe or something like that. And every day it's gonna take five to $15 out of your account, your checking account, without you even knowing. So you'll get a text message about it every single day, which I do, Um, but it takes it out. So you don't really have to do anything of it. You don't have to say, ooh, I'd rather spend this money on X, Y, Z today. It just takes it out without you even having to do anything with it. So it's a really good way to kind of start to build up savings without even knowing it. And um, they also kind of start as a separate account that's kind of called a rainy day account, which is just kind of extra, um, extra funds that you can you know, use on your next trip or destination. Um, so for me, that's, that's one of the things that I look for a lot while I'm budgeting is just seeing how much money I have saved. And you never wanna be in a place where you have an emergency and you don't have any of that um, extra funds to kind of get you out of that emergency. Um, so I definitely think you know, going over places um, or going under budget before you go is definitely, definitely a good idea to do in case you do get stuck in a pickle for sure.
0: Now, I know we, we talked a little bit about flexibility earlier, um, when you're budgeting like day by day, or Mm -hmm. I guess for the overall trip, do you kind of leave some room in there for like, say maybe, maybe on day three, you spend a little extra money or maybe you don't spend enough money. Like, do you kind of budget in that way too?
1: Sure, definitely. And you know, for me, traveling abroad, um, especially going to different, you know, countries that have different currencies and everything, it's so important to have cash with you. Um, I know that, you know, most of us probably will use a travel card or credit card or that sort of thing. Um, however, having cash, and <laughs> I like to hide cash in everything that I travel with, so I'll hide it in my shoe. I'll hide it in my purse I'll hide it in my passport holder whatever it is just because you know that's that's the safest way to go about it and if you do get into one of those days where you're like oh I don't want to spend more money on my card you can take out the cash and use it for whatever it might be I mean I'm a girl I love to go shopping of course I love to find things in other countries you know souvenirs for friends or family or myself um, and bring back and have someone say oh where's that from oh that's from Germany or that's from Paris or whatever it is so For me, I definitely always, you know, one leave room in my suitcase, but also, you know, kind of set aside sort of just a spending budget, I guess. Um, And, you know, after traveling so long, I definitely always start with flights and accommodations, see how much that's going to cost. And that's going to also depict, you know wow, this place is just a little bit more expensive. I mean, I I was definitely surprised when I went to um, Iceland a couple years ago. It was super cheap to fly there. Once I got there, it was very, very expensive. So that is something also I had to be flexible on. I mean, a Subway sandwich was maybe $20. So you definitely have to be, um, you know, well-versed in what to expect in certain places because I was for sure surprised there, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Did you have a good time? Because I went to Iceland and I thought it was absolutely amazing. Did you enjoy your time there?
1: Oh, it was. Yeah, it was definitely absolutely amazing. I went as kind of my master's, uh, I guess, graduation trip. And so I went with one of my best friends and we did the, you know, we tried to do do the budget way, but it was it was expensive. But I mean, we rented a car, so we were able to go just all over, you know, really all over the southern part of Iceland um, and just kind of, again, we didn't have an itinerary for most of the things we just had a day where we're going to just drive around the um, golden circle or a day where we were going to go glacier hiking. And then we just had the rest of the day to go look at waterfalls or whatever it might be. So, um, we definitely left, you know, time up for that. And, um, we actually split up the trip. We did four days in Iceland and then we popped over to Norway because it was super close. Um, and I stayed here, I stayed with, um, some family that I have over there and we're there for four days. And then our connecting flight back home was in Iceland. So we stopped back there and came back home and it, you know, the flight was an airline that's not even in existence anymore because it was so cheap, I think. So, um, but, uh, definitely was a really awesome experience that, that whole trip for sure.
0: Did you get to make it to the blue lagoon?
1: I did. And I was, I was just joking with my travel companion yesterday because I saw a video and, um, I guess I didn't put enough conditioner in my hair. So I had straw hair for the next like 10 days. And I, I literally thought my hair was going to fall out. I was, I was freaking out for sure, but it was such a cool experience.
0: Yeah. I love Iceland is awesome. Now I want to get back to something you had brought up just a second ago. Um, you talked about, you know, having cash on, on hand with you. Mm-hmm. Do you have any tips or, or I guess where do you go to get, if you're going to go international, where do you usually get your international cash from?
1: Definitely. Um, so honestly, I usually just order ahead um, from my bank and it actually just gets shipped to me or it could um, kind of ship to my local bank. Um, it definitely depends on what currency I'm receiving. Um, so when I when I go to um, England or if I go to somewhere, you know, that use euros, um, those are typically pretty easy to get um, either at the airport um, or, or from my uh, my bank. However, um, when I went to Africa and I think there was one other place that I've gone where it was pretty tricky, I definitely had to order a few weeks in advance at least to make sure that I got it on time. Um, but you can always get it out once you get there. However, they are definitely can be, you know, travel charges, taxes, um, you know, service fees, that sort of thing that you need to watch out for. But I think definitely having cash, you know, as easy as it is to swipe your card, I know that I'm definitely guilty of not having (laughs) a ton of cash on me at all times here, you know, even in the US. But um, I think it's definitely important when you do get into, you know, a situation where you're like, I got to hop in this cab, and I just need to pay them cash and get out that sort of thing.
0: Cool. Any more tips on financing or financial tips or um, budgeting tips, or do you want to move on to packing?
1: Yeah, we can move on to that if that if that works. I think I've said everything I need to. <laughs>
0: Perfect. Let's do it. So tell me tell me some tips on packing.
1: Awesome. So for me, packing is my favorite thing because um, I it really is when I start to envision myself in a place, um, and you know I have definitely have been guilty also in the past of being an overpacker for sure. Um, you know, I, I love fashion and I love, um, you know, clothes and accessories, and I especially love to go to these, you know, even fashion capitals of the world. And obviously I want to, you know, fit in and not look like the tourists and whatever it might be. So, um, but I've had to kind of dial that back for, you know, um, expense purposes and also just ease, um, of travel. I mean, sometimes I'll, be going over to Europe and we hit, you know, four to six different countries and it just gets hard to lug, you know, huge suitcases along and, um, you know, try and hop on a train quickly. If you have, you know, all of this luggage, um, that sort of thing. So for me, I try to focus on, um, my luggage and my staples. So I thought I would share um, what my staples are for um, luggage and accessories when I travel. Because I think once you have those, you can kind of interchange them um, depending on how long you're going on a trip or for, um, you know, expense purposes. You know, some airlines will charge you um, for, you know, a personal item. Some char- some will charge you for, you know, two carry-ons or uh, two check bags, whatever it might be. Um, so I, I definitely think having a crossbody purse, if you're a girl um, or a backpack, maybe if you're if you're a guy, um, both of those are definitely good for personal items, um, easy to travel with, um, easy to, you know, have on your body, um, you know, along with whatever your other piece of luggage might, might be. Um so other than that um, a weekender bag is typically pretty good if you're just doing um, maybe a domestic um, 48-hour trip those are kind of my specialty especially um, right now with with COVID and everything you know planning trips that are leave on a friday night after work and get back sunday night um, before work on monday and so For that, I typically will take either, um, you know, backpack and a weekender bag um, or possibly um, a small suitcase of some sort that's easy to kind of, you know, lug around. Um, And, you know, as far as brands that I like, uh, you know, backpacks you can find anywhere, crossbody bags, purses as they're kind of, you know, up to you. But um, for a weekender bag, um, I actually like the brand Lowen Sons. Um, They have some really good. Um, you know, good quality. And they also have a lot of different compartments for things. So um, some of their weekender bags actually have like a whole nother compartment for um, shoes and dirty clothes. And I think that's really important because Obviously going into a trip, everything's clean, <laughs> but sometimes coming back from a trip, it's not. Um, so that's something that I definitely look for. Um, and if you're gonna have more of an active um, vacation, I recently got um, a huge Lululemon fan, so I just got a, a weekender kind of gym bag, I guess, for them. And the material of it is a lot more sporty, so um, better to take with you if you're gonna be going to you know, something outdoors, um, maybe on an active vacation. And then as far as the small suitcase, I just got a couple years ago an away suitcase and now I'm hooked and I, <laughs> I love them. They have the you know, um, detachable charger and they have you know, different compartments inside to organize that sort of thing. Those are, those are really good um, to take with you again on maybe these shorter weekend, long weekend trips because they're very compact, um, but they also have room to stretch and they're easy to clean, that sort of thing. Um, And then finally, having a large suitcase, definitely very important. If you are going to be doing, um, you know, some kind of long vacation, um, if it's international for sure, um, you know, again, depending on what you're doing, if you're going to be staying in one place for a long time, I would definitely suggest, you know, might as well bring a large suitcase. You only have to roll it back and forth one way and then the other. So um, and for that. I mean, I think my suitcase is from Costco or Sam's because you don't need a very nice one to be doing that. It gets so beat up when you're going through luggage and you're going through checking your bags and everything like that. I think it's, you know, I don't know. I just think, <laughs> I think it gets damaged too quickly to just put too much money into that. So I don't know if you want to go into that anymore or kind of my process of packing beforehand, um, up to you.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'd love to go into your process of packing and I was going to ask, you know, what kind of packer are you? Are you typically like, the night before type or maybe like you're a week before and maybe you work with a checklist I mean talk to me a little bit about what how you typically go about packing
1: for sure so um so I definitely start the process of a checklist um or of a packing list um probably, it depends on how excited I am for the trip and how long the trip is. If it's a big trip, I mean, if it's a big, I don't know, European trip, something like that, I'll for sure start to think about it at least a week ahead. Um, you know, just to, you know, make sure I have laundry ready, um, the different pieces that I know I'm going to be bringing, um, you know, and I, I typically have a pretty good template packing list that I create, which I can kind of verbally talk about. Um, but it's something that i started actually, when I was um, on a sports team in college, I was the person in charge of sending out the packing list before every away game. So that's kind of where I guess it started from is, you know, I had to choose which uniform we were wearing for the team and the weekends and, um, you know, which, uh, you know, which bags we had to take that sort of thing. So for me, you know, I've been doing that for a while. And this at least is fun and not for for work, I guess, <laughs> more for pleasure. But um, definitely would say um, always look up the weather, kind of start watching it at least like a week before. Um, cause typically, I mean, on most, um, you know, weather apps, it shows you the seven to 10 day forecast. And I think it's important to, you know, be prepared for anything, but obviously if it's, you know, if it's in the middle of the summer, obviously you, you probably won't need as many, um, you know, <laughs> long sleeve winter clothes, however, have something in case it does, you know, the weather does change pretty, you know, I don't know pretty out of nowhere, I guess. And so, um, definitely always try to do that. Um, and then I also, usually if it's a short, shorter trip, short, long weekend, that sort of thing. Um, I actually write out my outfits day to day. I know that's a little bit of overkill, but it definitely helps me be, um, a little bit more organized and also, choosing things that are similar in color that can be kind of interchangeable. If you do have to do a, a wardrobe change, I know this is probably just a girl <laughs> talking too much about what to, what to wear, but um, typically I do like to travel to a place in one thing and travel home in the same outfit, because then I just know that that's my travel outfit and um, don't have to, you know, think too much about it. Um, you know, and as far as traveling, you know, to and from, I like to be comfortable, but I also like to be you know, put together, I do think that you get treated better if you, um, you know, kind of, you kind of give off that you are more of a, (laughs) you look more like a traveler. I don't know if that makes sense or not, but, um, and then I always have a list at the end of my packing list that says just what to bring. And it's just literally every piece of clothing that I've stated in, um, in the day-to-day outfits. Um, I just, you know, I write out you know, bring a pair of jeans, bring a rank jacket, whatever it might be. Um, and then at the end of the list, I just put other items and that's gonna be your passport, that's gonna be your camera, that's gonna be your charging cords, things that you don't think about um, that you, you know, especially for international trips, you know, your passport holder or um, adapters, because a lot of places you can travel to overseas are gonna be, um, you know, not using the same kind of uh, plugs, etc. so. That's a long-winded version.
0: <laughs> no, and I think especially the, the last thing you brought up, adapters, is super important because mm-hmm. it might cost a little bit more if you get into a country and you have to buy one at the airport, for example, things like that. So it's always good to have that on your list too.
1: Yeah, for sure. And um, I know I know you and I spoke about it a little bit earlier. I wanted to expand on you are going to another country obviously asking for things like an adapter and that sort of thing in a different language are going to be a little bit harder so um, you know getting the the you know essentials beforehand um that's definitely going to help you out of course they'll have you know supermarkets and um you know maybe more touristy stores where they've thought this through that you need an adapter or something like that um, but i know we did talk about language being a barrier sometimes um, so beforehand going through, um, going through, you know, just different terms that you can use when asking, you know, where's the bathroom or can I please order this or that things like that actually mean a lot to people in different countries. And, you know, even just to see you try, even if it's not right, um, it helps them out a lot to kind of understand what you're wanting. And so, you know, sometimes I remember I, one time I ordered, I forget exactly what it was called, but Anyways, I thought I was ordering a coffee, but I ordered like ice cream with um, espresso poured over it or something like that. So (laughs) it was in Italy. So they all sound the same. But um, but I think just kind of, you know, looking into that a little bit more, too, is um, just what they call things versus what you call things. Um, And speaking to locals, too, sometimes locals, you know, like to talk to you about, oh, we call it this. What do you call it? That sort of thing. And they actually get to learn something as well. So that I put that in there as well.
0: Absolutely. And I I mean, I think, you know, when you it's important to be like a respectful traveler when you're going somewhere, Mm -hmm. especially in a different country, that's not your own. And and if you want to get treated, you know, with respect, you have to be respectful yourself. So things like language, you know, even if it's just, you know, a week before you go on an international trip, just maybe brushing up on Duolingo or whatever app, or maybe just looking up some terms online. I mean, I think that Do you, do you kind of agree with that philosophy? Like that goes a long way.
1: Definitely. And I know that they also have like, I I have a couple just little like flip books that are, you know, the smaller than my hand or something. And they're great to just kind of keep in your back pocket. If you do go into, you know, a supermarket or into a cafe and you want to order something and you want to be quick with it or whatever it might be, just flipping through it and just kind of, you know, Having that on hand um, as a a quick resource, especially in places where maybe you um, don't have a data plan or any service or something like that, because that's a whole nother thing to think about um, as well, which just reminded me that, you know, if you are planning an international trip, looking into different data plans um, or cell services that are provided over in these different countries is important if you do want that. Um, I've also been in places where. I, um, you know, I haven't gotten the data plans, because I really did want to immerse myself completely into the um, culture of where I'm at. So, for example, when I was in Africa, my, you know, I have at and and they didn't provide any kind of, um, you know, s- data services there. So I just went without and I had it in the hotel, but Um, you know, when I was out in the safari and I was out in the city, I mean, I didn't have it and it didn't have me to distract, you know, I didn't, I wasn't distracted from what I was doing. Um, but if that is something that, you know, you'd like for language help purposes or, you know, GPS purposes, definitely important to think about beforehand.
0: Was that kind of in a way, a really good feeling to be disconnected? And I mean, did, I guess, talk about that a little bit. Did you, did you feel like you could really
1: take in everything? Definitely. And, you know, so this trip that I went on to uh, to South Africa, it was with my um, my master's program, actually. Um, Everyone got to go on an international trip, but you got to go to different places. Um, And I ended up getting chosen for the South Africa trip, which, again, was in the southern hemisphere, um, you know, definitely different time zone, different continent. I never been on. So for me, it was really the first time that I super, you know, really got out of my comfort zone of maybe the Europe or the U S destinations, that sort of thing. Um, and was able to see everything from a little bit of a different point of view. And it definitely was so worth not having the dad. I did not miss it at all for sure. And, um, you know, the people I was with, I was able to kind of bond with and, really taken everything around me from, you know, the, the culture and the languages and the food and the people and, you know, even their, their uh, political, you know, standpoints on certain things. And I think I mentioned earlier about the zip lining, but there were definitely times where I was able to be spontaneous because I wasn't worried about anything else in, in that moment. So, um, you know, I definitely had a lot of those, a lot of those times during that trip, for sure.
0: Cool. Now, and I have a two part question for you. Part one, right. part one, do you have a pet? And part two, if you do, or if you would recommend like how how would you recommend caring for them while you're gone? I mean, this is probably something you, you don't want to do last minute, right?
1: Right. And so, you know, I don't personally have a pet for this purpose. (laughs) Actually, I I am uh, very allergic to cats and semi allergic to dogs. So also another reason why I don't have pets, but, um, my, you know, my parents growing up, we did have, uh, animals. So, um, so, you know, usually we could get a neighbor to kind of, our cats lived outside, so, um, we could get a neighbor to come and feed the cats or something like that. So it wasn't, wasn't too much of a hassle, but, um, I definitely don't think leaving it to the last minute, um, you know, is a good idea. I think for sure, looking into your different options, whether it's, you know, having a family, family member or friend, um, look after them, um, or if, you know, it's someone who just comes over to feed them once or twice a day. Um, you know, looking into that early on because you might even want to have a backup plan in case something falls through as well. Because with travel, you can't you can't leave your pet hanging if you're uh, overseas. So,
0: um, so Anne, you're obviously someone who's very passionate about travel, and so much so that you've actually started travel anywhere. Can you tell talk to me a little bit about that?
1: Yeah, of course. Um so of course I <laughs> I did start this um Instagram account Travel Anywhere because My name is Anne. However, a lot of people call me Annie. So I definitely wanted to kind of have a play on words there to make it catchy. Um, And I I did create this account actually a few weeks before COVID hit. So I haven't really been able to um, roll out everything that I'm planning on, Um, hopefully moving to, um, you know, more service related things and also uh, building a website in the future as well. Um, But as of now, um, typically what my feed looks like is um, just, you know, Various photos of different destinations that I've been to so if if someone's you know scrolling through my feed and says I've always wanted to go to um, Portugal or I've always wanted to go to France or Italy, um, you can click on one of the photos and that's most likely that's a place that you would probably go to in one of those places. Um, So I tried to kind of have a wide variety of locations on there. Um, And I also use um, my story as well for posting, um, you know, tips and tricks rather or uh, whether it's um, the savings app I actually just featured on um, a couple weeks ago, the one that I was talking about earlier, Digit, um, a- along with um, Skyscanner as um, the flight app and also, you know, the different luggage ideas that I had. And, um, you know, even even uh, this week, I went more in depth into Um, domestic destinations, weekend trips that you could be taking right now during COVID that would be safe too, and um, ideas for um, how you can, you know, be active while you're still, you know, keeping your distance and that sort of thing. So definitely very excited to kind of expand on my Instagram account and make that more into a business. Um, Definitely want to roll out, um, you know, advice on travel destinations and and accommodations and flight logistics, um, packing lists, itinerary help, et cetera, Um, and kind of just, you know, help others have a great time and a great experience and explore places that I've been to and that I love and have, you know, wonderful memories from and spontaneous adventures like I've talked about as well. So definitely a place, you know, partially for showing what I've done, but also, you know, helping people for, you know, trips that they can take in the future.
0: Very cool. Now the expansion on, on what you have already with your Instagram page and turning it into more of a business, do you have any timeline on that? Or is that a little bit open-ended right now?
1: definitely be, um, open-ended. I am, I am focusing a lot of my time on, um, you know, my current day to day career, um, in finance. However, I'm always thinking and I'm always, um, developing new ideas and, you know, getting feedback from friends, even if they've, you know, just asked for a quick tip on going to, you know, New York or Chicago or, um, LA, whatever it might be. Um, I definitely, you know, want to start there by just helping people out. But I also want to kind of take each of those little, um, you know, conversations or experiences and sort of um, come up with a, you know, more business model related business, I guess. Um, I have developed a questionnaire that I'm going to be sending out to people who do ask for my services. um, And, uh, you know, I definitely want to again, take every, uh, you know, every chance to get feedback from those people that I send it to so that they can say, it'd be great if you had asked me about this, or, um, you know, this was, you know, not really needed, but I filled it out anyways, that sort of thing, because I think that's going to help me develop, you know, an idea of what to help them with, um, you know, planning all of their activities and the destination, et etc. So that's, that's kind of what I'm trying to um, shape right now going into more on the actually creating, um, a business, you know, getting paid for services, that's going to follow for sure.
0: Cool. So travel anywhere on Instagram right now. Can you maybe just spell that out just so our listeners know exactly where to go?
1: Okay. So, uh, travel anywhere is going to be found. Um, obviously like we said on Instagram, um, we're going to spell it as T R A V E L underscore a n n i e w h e r e so travel underscore anywhere so instead of anywhere it's anywhere
0: (laughs) i like it i like it so one last question before we wrap it up here um this podcast is designed for uh students of travel and i think i know the answer here but i'm going to ask you anyways are you somebody who considers yourself a student of travel 100%
1: 100% if I could say 110% I will because I'm always learning and I'm always researching and you know that's that's how I know that I'm very passionate about something is that I just never want to stop learning about it um, you know school was great but <laughs> to, to learn about these things in real time and to just kind of go to a place and just experience them in the moment um, and you know learn things that you just wouldn't know before i think is just an awesome awesome way to go about um you know travel and um you know adventures and that sort of thing so for sure I, I know a lot about a little i i know a little bit about a lot of random things and that's because of travel so
0: awesome i love it well Anne, thank you so much for coming on the podcast i really appreciate you talking about some tips when uh, prepping for a trip
1: Awesome. Well, thank you so much for having me. It was it was really great, and I hope to come back again soon and speak with you a little bit more about it.
0: A big DBE thank you to my friend Anne LaRue for joining the show today. Be sure to follow Anne on Instagram at travel underscore anywhere, and don't hesitate to reach out to her for any travel advice. Destinations Beyond Expectations is available on all audio platforms, and you can find the show at groupexperience.com. Learn how to build your travel tribe with group experience. Well, that's all I've got for the show today. Thanks so much for listening. Make sure to share this podcast with your travel friends. Have a great day, and I will talk to you soon.